0: Hey gang, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. It's been a minute since I've been on here. I'm excited to be back. I got a candle going in my home office. I've moved my equipment into my home office so maybe I can chat a little bit more. Um, There's a few hours every night that I have to just come uh, and and spit some words at you, I guess, (laughs) and uh, um, you know. For me to talk out loud and for you to disagree with everything I say, so that's where we're at. Um, so that's what I'm what I'm doing now, and uh, it's it's been a while. I needed to uh, I needed to take a break and and put my head down and get back to work. I mean, I don't know about some of y'all, but I got my teeth kicked in 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 this pandemic, and um, it just it just sucked, man. It was tough. And I know a lot of you guys went through the same thing and you understand. And I lost a lot of what I worked for, for a very long time. And I'm just emotional. I wasn't so emotional about it. Um, but I was more angry about it than I wanted to be. And I'll blame some people for that for a very long time. Right. And if I'm being honest and, and I don't know what more to say about it, man. So I put my head down and I got back at it and spent the last, like, um, I guess it's been about seven or eight months since I chatted with you guys last. And so I just put my head down and I got back into it and things started to come back around and, um, you know, I'm starting to build what I had left. Things are starting to go really well. So I feel like I can talk out loud again without feeling like a, a total, uh, um, fake, if you will. Um, so that's it, man. I've been, I've been pivoting out of hair, not out of hairdressing, but away from hairdressing. I've been doing, um, been working on a residential, um, rental unit. It's like a four bedroom, four bath, um, house that I want to rent out. And I built a studio there in the back and, and, um, that, that studio is set up for, I do a lot of clay work, a lot of lighting, a lot of, um, furniture building and stuff like that. So I'm using that studio to kind of build a lot of the cabinets and stuff inside of the house, which is a lot of fun. I really enjoy working with my hands and, um, I don't enjoy the solitude of, of the art studio. Like, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of hours. Like I'm in there, um, you know, I'm basically in there from about 8.30 or 9 to 4 o'clock every day. And I try to check in and check out, right? I, I definitely have a hard cutoff time Um uh just because I will work for, like, the problem with with creating something is, like, when I was young, it was really tough for me to paint, like, a painting because I would then, um I would start it and I wouldn't stop until it was finished. And sometimes that could be, like, you know, 34 hours or something, you know, it's like... That's insane. I can't work like that, so I have to have like a hard cut-off line now. So I try to get there as early as I can. If I have some meetings and stuff, I'll go in a little late, and then, um, you know, four o'clock hits and I'm done. Um, simple as that. And and uh, and I just sit there and I think my thoughts all day, and it's very lonely. Um, you know, I I try to take calls with like people, anyone who like um. You know, ask for help or whatever. I try to take my calls while I'm at the studio and, and talk with people. And, um, it keeps me, it keeps my mind good. And, and then, uh, outside of that, I've been, I'm supposed to close on like a commercial property at the end of the month. So I've been like really trying to pivot away into this like landlording thing. And, um, and I think it's good. I think the, um, diversifying is, is, is good. It's like, just like diversifying to solidify the salons, you know, that's, um, that's really, you know, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I like that diversifying to solidify. I mean, but it's basically like just diversifying the portfolio to, to take care of the jobs and the village and the people. I've always looked at myself as kind of a medicine man for the tribe. Like, I'm my, my job is to keep everybody happy and healthy. Simple as that. Right. and, And like, I'm the one that's supposed to take all the stress and, and, and I do, and I carry it well. (laughs) And I know a lot of you out there have gone through something similar, right? Like you're taking a lot of the stress for the team and like, you know, and it's thankless, you know, but I'll tell you every owner, every owner recognizes it, man. Every owner understands. We all get it. We all understand the plight of ownership, right? Everybody else sees like, the end goal right you see me after i've owned salons since i was um 24 right i'm 44 so um you know that's a very long time to own salons and i manage salons from like basically my teens it's a long time to own a salon right so yeah if you see me 20 years most people are like in and out in their first lease it's just simple as that right if you see good owners like 10 15 30 years down the line right? And you judge them by like that, like, that's crazy to me. Like, yeah, I see them like taking all these extravagant vacations, but like, what you don't realize is that they worked for decades while you played or while the others played, right? It's like, I I remember distinctly um, watching my friends, uh, my friends, like basically travel and party and, you know, like, basically shit all over working hard, you know, all through my 20s, and and to be honest with you, like, pretty far into the 30s, and now when I see them, they're always like, oh, man, you got so lucky, <laughs> no, I didn't, <laughs> no fucking luck, I just gave up my 20s, like, it wasn't really that difficult, you know, I just worked hard all through my 20s, like, a, like a maniac, and it, and then things kind of opened for me, right, it's like, I worked so hard that, um, you know, I couldn't be ignored, basically, right? It's like, I, w- I was managing salons for like one of the best salons in DC. And, and, you know, I was like building the clientele and making a lot of money. And it was like, yeah, like stuff is gonna open for you, right? It's like, I don't want to be a salon owner, somebody brought me in, right? And, you know, st- those doors just open when you get good at something, right? So step one is, to start there, right? If you're a young person and you're listening to this, right? And like, you're not the salon owners, most of the people listening, listen far as I can tell are salon owners and, um, that like read the one, at least the ones that reach out to me are usually salon owners. Um, it's, it's, if you're at the beginning of your career and you're trying to figure out how to become that stop it, just stop it. Cause step one is you gotta get really good at something. Step one is you gotta get so good at something that things just open up for you right like and it will it will happen like you you make somebody wealthy and they'll take care of you and if they don't someone wealthy will recognize it and like and help you out right and this is a very hard like I, I was talking to someone um the other day who was telling me quite an impressive resume of how she built her salons and stuff and And, you know, and she was like, you know, I just couldn't get any loans. And I was like, yeah, welcome to the, welcome to the party. Like, I mean, I don't know how anybody gets a loan (laughs) for anything. Like, it's funny because this, um, this commercial space is the first loan I'm, I'm taking that's not on a house that I've owned. Right. And like, I've never, I've never been able to get a loan for anything, for anything, nothing. And, uh, I don't. I don't even understand how people do it. I don't understand because every time I go, they tell me I don't have enough. <laughs> like, I, like I don't know how I could have more. <laughs> so, it's kind of funny. Um, I, I guess maybe I want too much. I don't know. I don't know. But if you want to know how to how to like get rolling. Ownership is you don't concentrate on ownership. You concentrate on getting really good at hairdressing or really good at coloring. And then you make enough money that that opens some doors for you. Right. And, and that's it. That's the, I mean, honestly, you could just shut the, shut the dial off. You don't, you don't even need to listen to me anymore. That's all you need to know. Just put your head down and work for the next three to five years, maybe seven years, 10 years, if it, if that's what it takes. And, and, get extremely skilled the beautiful thing is today is like y'all the new generation it has it has everything at their fingertips but i don't know if you actually know how to use that right because the problem is you see all of these people um you see all of these people out there and you don't you don't know how to sift through it right you don't have the skills to to know what's good and what's not and that's that is the trick that is the problem but I'm going to tell you, stop looking at people your age. This is probably the easiest way, and start looking at people who have like been successful that are much older than you. Now, I get it; they're not going to be as attractive, they're not going to look cool, they're not going to wear witch hats, but they're going to be very, very talented, and they're going to be accomplished, and they're going to have been in the industry for a very long time, and they're not going to bullshit you because they're going to know what they're, what they're talking about. They're not going to have like clever little sayings and like little like like fun little looks and uh and and talk to you like like in like use words like trolling they're not going to do that because they have skill and they have depth right and that's what you want right you want someone who who methodically built a career because they stuck to it because they worked hard because they trained up and they didn't want to (laughs) dance like I see, like it's so funny to me like now watching all these hairdressers dance online and i'm just so embarrassed for them and it's so ingrained to in me because i remember uh, an instructor at my school which was a very good school and at my school who was like don't be the hairdresser that dances around with the hairspray and that's all i can think of now it's like this is a generation of people dancing around with hairspray and like shooting it into the air and like <laughs> It's just so funny, um, but that's how you do it. And and if you want to figure out what's good, man, that's how you find them. I think being able to research and find people who are doing really brilliant work and wearable work, man. Like, I I I always get in trouble for saying this, but I can't help the way I feel about it. Right? It's like when I was young, I did what you guys refer to as craft hairdressing, and and. It, it doesn't pay, and and yes, I know you're gonna be able to tell me one person that makes a lot of money that does it, and and like I know they don't give any haircuts away for free. I know that for a fact, right? Like I'm I'm being facetious there, right? Like, look, I I lived it. I lived it. I I was a craft hairdresser. I did really fucking weird haircuts for a very long time, and and I can tell you that like, um, it was fun. It was fun, but I mostly did it because people couldn't tell me that it was wrong, right? So no one could no one could like tell me my work was wrong because I was making art. And that's why I did it. If I'm being totally honest with you. But one day I just was like, you know what? I'm busy and I'm doing a lot of really weird stuff, but I'm not making any money and I'm losing my hottest clients at all times. Like my best looking clients never came back to me. And it's because they don't want to be weird, they want to look good. <laughs> right? Like, like I mean, I hate the bo- I hate to like be mad at them <laughs> for wanting to be pretty, you know, but like that's what it that's what it is, man. And and I think um I recognize that and And on thank God I did because I was really I was honestly busting some people up. I ain't gonna lie. Like now I look back at it and I'm like, ah it was a fun it was a fun little phase of my career. But like you gotta phase out of that quickly, man. You gotta like drop your ego and realize that like, yeah, the industry's hard it's hard. If you want to make money, you got to do like wearable everyday looks and you got to, you got to try to make, and I used to always consider myself what I would refer to as a progressive hairdresser, where I would like try to do those kind of weird techniques on normal hair to, to get it to move a certain way or do a certain thing. And, um, and you know, over the years that kind of developed into my own personal style. So that's how I did it. And, and that's what I was thinking. And, that's it, and you just get on the path, man. You just jump on the path and go go look at people who are, who are just brilliant, right, at hairdressing. There, there's young people out there who are like doing really good hair. I mean, if you're looking, you know, it's it's not hard to find people that are doing really good hair. You just have to look a little little bit, you know, look at try to find out what the best salons in the world are in different big cities right like milan and and in paris and in london and new york and la and you know and you're gonna if you just look at the top salons then you look at the people in them that's it's pretty simple right because the top salons are the ones who don't have a lot of weak links so you're pretty safe in looking at people in the salon and then because they don't have a lot of weak links they're basically pushing each other to get better and better so the staff overall will just be crisper you know and and um you know that's like something for uh something for those salon owners out there right it's like just keeping uh just keeping your staff crisp and i i hate i hate the guy who like always picks out I hate the owner who like always picks out like the weakest length in the salon and then just like rides them, just like rides them until they quit, kind of thing, you know. But like there is something a little something to like not having weak links, right? Like I, I th- that's very different than the salon owner who just picks out someone they don't like every year and then they ride them till they leave, and then you think they're gonna like they're gonna be happy and they're, like they're happy for like eighteen seconds, and then they just pick a new person to ride. You know like i i think that that's like one of the the most brutal um that's like one of the most brutal things you can do as a salon owner and i don't I don't really enjoy it like i, I come to work and I, I try to get the best out of people like that's my job and and like if you don't fit into that you don't fit into that like it becomes very very clear and but the thing is i want everybody to turn like you know, I'm holding out for them to like snap, you know, and I've had it happen a couple of times. So I'm not saying it's not possible, right? It it definitely is possible. It's like, I've had people where I'm like, there's no chance they're going on the floor here for, for well over a year, maybe even two years. Right. And then like, and then all of a sudden one day they just click and they just give it their all. And they're tired of playing around. They stop treating it like high school. They stop. they start treating it like a profession. Right. Cause so many of the apprentices come in and it's like um it feels like you gotta like you gotta cajole them into like learning and i'm like yeah i'm not here to cajole you like you you chose this This as a profession you supposedly want to do it you got to get out here and put the work in like i'm not going to do it for you i used to push my apprentices no matter what and that just led to like a lot of tears and then me getting talked to by other people all the time and and like you know but then I was, I had, I was more effective. Like the people would, would get there and they would get there fast and they would send me like texts or, or emails, or if they are still working for me, they would thank me years later, you know, but at the time it was hard. It was more difficult for them. Now I'm a little easier cause I, I just can't deal with all the, um, the stuff and also the, just the world we live in now, like you just gotta be a little softer and, um, you know and I'm still like I'm not easy on anybody by any means like I want it's got to be hard if it it wasn't hard it wouldn't be good right if it wasn't like a little bit of a struggle you wouldn't even you wouldn't even appreciate it so you know it's like um it's like something I always say about the pricing is like they want it to hurt when they pay you a little bit of money for their hair they want it to hurt that's how they know it was good (laughs) They they want it to be enough money where it kind of hurts them to just slide it across the counter to the receptionist, right? And that's the kind of money you want to make, you know? So, and, and cause they'll treat you like a luxury good at that point. Like they're not going to run all over you. Well, um, I've been ranting for a little while here and, uh, I'm just saying hi again. And, you know, hopefully I can get on here and get this, uh, to be more regular. But if not, I just know that I wanted to do, I, I, I don't know what I just said. Just know that I wanted to. I've been listening to a lot of y'all lately and I've been I've been feeling you, right? Like I just want you all to know that if you need anything, I'm here for you. Um if anybody wants any advice, I'm happy to talk. Um but most importantly, I just hope that you guys cut yourselves a break cuz I don't think you're uh I don't think you're doing it that bad. I don't think I don't think that like this game is like all that difficult. If you're keeping it simple and you're being nice to people, you're not that far off, right? You're just a moment away. Thanks for listening in.